In center North Dakota, a small town with fewer than 300 people, Hazel and Emmett and Murdith lived in a small, simple home with their parents, William and Blanche. Fifteen-year-old Hazel was the oldest of the children and responsible enough to drive the horse and buggy to the one-room country school two miles away. In the late morning of March 15, 1920, a blizzard began to move into the area. Concerned for the safety of the students, the teacher quickly dismissed them so that they would have enough time to make it home safely. But Hazel's father was already on the way to get them in a sled pulled by the family's workhorse. William reached the school before the children left and quickly settled them under the warm blankets in the sled. Telling them to wait for him, he went to the school barn to harness up the horse and buggy his children had brought from the house that morning. But when he got back, the children and the sled were gone. The driving wind and threatening storm clouds had spooked the old horse, and she had impatiently headed down the road towards home with the children. Soon the blizzard made it impossible for the horse or Hazel to see the road. The emptiness of the wide open prairie and the blinding snow created complete confusion. Minutes turned into hours as the horse pulled the sled blindly through the blizzard. They were lost, but that wasn't the worst of it. The sled hit an obstacle, sending it airborne. When it came down, it landed sideways, throwing the children into the slushy snow. Despite all of their efforts, Hazel and her young brother and sister couldn't push the sled upright. Using the sled as a shelter against the driving wind, Hazel took the blankets and laid several of them on the snow. Telling Emmett and Murdith to lie down, she gathered the remaining blankets and covered all three of them. And there they waited for their father to find them. As they huddled in the snow, Hazel began to tell the younger children stories to keep their mind occupied. They sang songs they had learned in school, they recited scripture and other essays they had memorized, and when they got sleepy, Hazel would pinch them and remind them that they mustn't fall asleep. At some point, the wind changed direction, and the blankets kept blowing away, exposing the children. Telling her siblings to move together, Hazel wrapped the top blankets tightly over and around Emmett and Murdith, and then lay down on top of them, using her body weight to keep the blankets secure. As the driving snow began to build up around the huddled children, Hazel kicked it away with her feet. Each time, she moved a little more slowly, and then with an almost inaudible groan, she stopped moving completely. More than 20 hours after the children left the schoolyard, a search team found tracks in the snow that led them to the upturned sled, still harnessed to old Maud, standing patiently in the snow. As the rescuers brushed off the last thin layer of snow covering the sled, they gasped at what they saw. Hazel, unmoving, lying with her arms outstretched over the blanketed Emmett and Murdith. In a final gesture of unselfish love, she had unbuttoned her coat and used it to cover her brother and sister, who were still alive. <laughs> At Hazel's funeral, the minister summed up Hazel's selfless gift with a reading from the Bible. Greater love hath no man than this, than when he lays down his life for his friend. Hazel became an American hero in her passing. Called the guardian angel of the prairies, 
She and her story drew national attention. Hospitals, orphanages, even Ford Motor Company used her memory as an inspiring call to action, a reminder that what really moves us to acts of greatness is selflessness. Today, in fact, outside the Oliver County Courthouse in North Dakota stands a monument inscribed with the following words, in memory of Hazel Minor, to the dead, a tribute, to the living, a memory, to posterity, an inspiration.